Women Who Rebrand is a UK-based lifestyle platform that champions growth, inspiring women to live authentically while navigating the challenges of modern day life. The platform is home to the self-titled podcast and insightful articles covering careers, health and wellness and relationships. Join our online community at Women Who Rebrand. Today, I have the lovely Rosa. Hello, Hello, Rosa. And she is a beauty business owner. I really wanted to speak about this because, you know, on Women Who Rebrand, we're talking about careers, relationships, health and well-being. Um, but I've never actually spoken to a guest who specifically runs um, a business that's in such a tight niche. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Business and beauty businesses, it's like, right, everything. Yeah. Beauty is not like anything else. It's not like selling products or what well, I guess you might sell. Do you sell products? Um, A small range. Yeah. 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 Not, but it's kind that's of, not my sole business though. Yeah. yeah it's, it's complimentary to what you yeah, do. Yeah. 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 Um, and you obviously run a service as well. So I was just going to um, ask you to introduce yourself really, because I'm not very good at introducing people. I'll get all med- muddled up and <laughs> say that you do something else. <laughs> but and, I don't. Yeah. No, so hi, I'm Rosa. I have my own little beauty room uh, based in Surrey. So a small little town called Thames Ditton, which if you don't know is lovely and quaint near Hampton Court Palace. Um, Yeah, and I've just been in the industry, God, since I was 16. How many years is that? I'm 31. Wow. It's a long time. It's all I've ever done. So I don't really know what else I would have done. Right. If I didn't succeed in this that's interesting yeah so have you always just thought I want to have a beauty business that's all I want to do yeah I remember when I used to work in a salon thinking I could do this wow. like and even when we had managers and that the salon owner was never a therapist okay so she used to rely really heavily on our knowledge and right. think okay do you think this treatment's good do you think this brand is good even she makes a joke of when she was measuring up the treatment rooms, she used to just lay on the floor and think, yeah, yeah, beauty bed will fit there. <laughs> she had no idea. She literally wow. had no clue. So anything we said, she would be like, okay, yeah, great, let's do that. So she trusted us loads, which was really, really good. Yeah. Um, so I think in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, this isn't that difficult to, to do. Yeah. And I think because I loved it and I am good at it, um, yeah, I thought I can do this. So I'd worked in a salon for 10 years. Wow. And then I was like, nah, I have to be able to, to make it my own, do the treatments that I want to do. Yeah. So like you said, make it more of a niche. I didn't want to do the massage mm-hmm. or, you know, the pedicures on people's feet that yeah. were a bit gross. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, no, if I do my own space, I can make it exactly how I want, make the treatment menu how I want, have the clients that I want. Yeah. Um, work my own hours. That's, I would say the worst thing with the industry is the right. bad hours. Right. Okay. And I guess it's worse if you're obviously working for someone else. Yeah. Because then you don't you have a have choice. To, yeah. Yeah. So I guess if you have your own business as well, you are more in charge of obviously how much you get paid. Yeah. You pay yourself. Yeah. Because how does that work? So if you're working, I guess, in a beauty salon, is it usually like paid by the hour or something like that yeah so majority you get a standard rate for the hour Mm -hmm. um some salons you'll get a percentage per treatment right so we got that for a short while Mm -hmm. and then she actually realized that we were making like too much money (sighs) so then she took it away 
But in my mm. eyes, it was such an incentive for the girls to work harder. Yeah, definitely. Whereas, say me and you both worked in a salon, I was chock-a-block the whole day, you were dead, we would both be on the same, right. same salary. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the big downsides. So you'd get your hourly rate, mm -hmm. which in salons isn't a lot. Like everyone knows it isn't the best paid industry. Right. You rely on tips quite heavily. So again, if you're in a good salon with, you know, generous clients, wealthy clients, you'll get, you know, maybe five, 10 pound a tip mm -hmm. per treatment. Mm -hmm. um, and then you would get a small percent of commission of products. Oh, okay. But again, not loads. Right. So you get freebies. Tough. I guess it's No, so money. we used to get treatments if we weren't busy. Right. But then you never know how big the day fills yeah. up as the day goes on. Um, if it was like a birthday or wedding, people would get us a, a treatment as a treat. That's nice. And then products we only ever got a percentage off. We never got free free products. Mm. So yeah, it was tough. Whereas at least if you do it for yourself, you can book time out for yourself. The only downside is you just don't get <laughs> paid. Yeah. For the time you're not working. Yeah. But oh, you make yeah, the hours that you do work so much more profitable and so much more beneficial for you. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definite pros and cons. Which is, I guess, how um, people that are freelancing or working on contracts, that kind of thing, you can't just rely on the money that you're making. You have to think outside the box. Yeah. So, I have to think about holiday time yeah. and Christmas when you are forced to be closed yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Some beauty businesses can seem quite expensive. Yeah. But I don't think people are thinking about the time it's taken for you yeah. to train, for instance. Yeah. And how much and training costs. Yes. Because if I to put myself on a training course, that's say two, three days out of the salon. Mm -hmm. Plus, whilst I'm there, I don't obviously earn anything. I'm spending money. Mm. What it's cost me to do that training. And then... You have to do a couple of practice treatments when you get back. So you may offer like a couple of freebies out or like 50% right. off treatments. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a big investment to, yeah. to put yourself on training. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what actually made you go into the beauty business and then to start up your own business? I, I just love making people feel good about themselves. <laughs> I think even when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, I'll give you a hand massage. Oh. I'll rub your back. I'll paint your nails. Like, I just love it. Yeah. I just find, I find it really relaxing mm -hmm. doing people's treatments and talking to people and finding out about people. And I think I love it as well. So I love going for treatments. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just have like a real like passion for it. Um, yeah. And like I said, I can't imagine doing anything else. Mm -hmm. That's like just what I do. And that's kind of what everyone's <laughs> known me for doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, setting up my own business was a big jump because I quit my job the month of when COVID hit. Oh, wow. So my last working day as an employed person was the day before we went into national lockdown. Did you have any idea that we were going to? No. Wow. And then I was like, shit, <laughs> I don't have a job. <laughs> oh my God. Or any money. Um, yeah, so it was... It was really tough. But what I did first is I cut down my days at work. Okay. Just to make sure I could sort of make ends meet being yeah. self-employed and working for myself. So before that, I was working a full-time job and working evenings freelance. Mm. Just building up my client base. Yeah, yeah. And thinking, okay, can I make this work without having a full um, paid income mm -hmm. from my other job? And I thought I could. I was like, yeah, I can do this. This is great. Yeah. And then COVID hit and I thought, oh my God, what the hell am I going to do? So 
yeah, I didn't do anything for like six months. <laughs> um, and then I was like, no, okay, yeah, this can work. I was really, really lucky. I had a client base there yeah. to go back to. Okay. Um, but I didn't have a space that I was working from. Right. Because I'd only been freelance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and does that mean you were going to people's, people's houses? houses? Yeah. Okay. And it got to the stage that I was spending hours in my car. I was spending you know, time carrying my bed and pedicure bowls and this, and my back was killing and people lived in like the sixth floor flat with no lift, <laughs> paying to park in people's houses. So I thought, no, okay, I can find a space and I can make people come to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I managed to, which was originally in a place called Claygate, mm-hmm. um, also in Surrey. So they're all quite cute little towns. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was there for about two years. Okay. And then I moved premises. Yeah. So just somewhere that's easy to park, a bit more of like a central location for a lot of my clients. Okay. So it was just more convenient. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Was the size of the rooms kind of the same? No, my first room was bigger. Okay. But a lot of the, um, like the, the kind of negative comments was it wasn't on the ground floor. So oh, all my clients had to climb accessible. up. Yeah. Right. So a lot of like my older clients struggled. Yeah. Um, and just the parking. Yeah. It wasn't, it was like two hours maximum. And then after that, you had to pay or you'd get a ticket. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. yeah, where I am now, it's like completely free. Oh, and I'm, good. yeah, near train stations. So, it's a lot easier for people. Yeah. So, I'm guessing that's kind of something that you would factor in if you kind of went back in time, yeah. hindsight kind of thing, like a building that's accessible, yeah. Um, yeah. free parking and stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because mm. that puts a lot of people off. Yeah. Yeah. Even me, I, that would put me off if I was going to a salon and it would say like five pound an hour. I think I'm not paying that. Yeah. That's quite expensive. Yeah. Just a part. Definitely. Cause you're obviously adding that to the cost of your treatments of your treatment. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And your tip. Also it's stressful. If a client knows that her parking runs out at a certain time True. and you're there trying to do a really nice relaxing facial, True. all they're thinking is, Oh my God, I got to go, I got to go, I got to get my car. Yeah. So as a technician as well, you want your client to be relaxed. Yeah. So if they know there's no stress, there's no time restraints, it's then a really nice feeling that you can both just chill out. You've always wanted to do beauty. Mm-hmm. Did you go to study beauty at school, at college? What? How did you get into it? So when I finished school, I applied to Kingston College. Oh, and okay. I did a BTEC national diploma in beauty and it was a, an applied science course. Okay. So it was extra science. <laughs> um, that was only two years. Okay. And then as soon as I finished that, I went to the London College of Fashion and oh. I did a foundation degree in spa management. Right. But the only reason I did that was because of my mum. My mum was like, you know, it's a tough industry. There's loads of girls that do beauty. You yeah. want to stand out. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Do you thank her for it now? <laughs> yeah. Was it beneficial? Yeah, it was. Because a lot of people go, oh, you have a degree. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but we actually went there for a day trip with college. Oh, okay. So my whole. see it beforehand. Yeah. So my whole um, class was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Oh, that's rubbish. Oh, we're just going to go and earn money. And oh. I think again, where I was lucky was I already had a Saturday job yeah. in a salon. Yeah. So whilst I was at college, I worked every Saturday. So where I wasn't so like, oh, I need to get a job. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, I can go and I do uni see. as well. And because it was only in London, I could still live at home. So I didn't have the expense of that. Yeah. So I was really lucky. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Like just in terms of like meeting different product brands. Whereas yep. at college, you don't get that. 
right. college you just get like your basic mm -hmm. of you know massage manicures pedicures it's mm -hmm. it's very very basic um whereas at uni you're introduced to big brands where, that you probably would want to work with when you're sort right. of out in the industry yeah um like cruise ships would come in and sort of like look for girls and think oh, okay oh. would they want to come and teach um not teach um uh, work on the cruise ships yeah um, we learned about business management. We learned more about like the science of products and making products, like the cosmetics, um, how to make our own creams and things. Wow. Yeah, it was really fascinating. Were you interested in like that kind of side, like the cosmetics making side? Like, could you yeah. ever see yourself having your own products? Probably not. Okay. Only because now where I specialize is more like on the lashes and brow side. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, in that sense, like having my own lash and brow range, yeah. but probably not so much for the skin. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. specialize in lashes and brows. That's yeah, your jam. Yeah, that's like my main go-to. It's funny that you said you went to LCF because I actually did do a beauty course there. Oh, really? Ish. So <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> I'm laughing because um, I can't even imagine oh, me wasn't doing it makeup? anything. Yeah. So the course that I did at LCF was fashion styling, hair and makeup. But we had modules that incorporated like beauty stuff. Okay. So I had to learn how to do a facial, yeah. a C to lift, that kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, basic manicures. Yeah. I skipped the day where we had to do pedicures. Um, Fair enough. Quite a few people just didn't turn up that day. Um, so it was a bit <laughs> obvious. Um, yeah. And I guess that was part of the makeup side. So it was quite enjoyable. So it'd be yeah. funny if we actually had like the same tutor. Well, what's funnier is when I was applying, there was another course which was film and TV makeup. Oh. And I thought, oh, I'll just apply for that for fun. <laughs> I did not get on. They oh. were like, no, I just had no like experience with makeup. Uh, and even on my beauty okay. course, we did like real basic yeah. makeup. And I look yeah. back at the pictures and I'm like, that's not me. But then I did a whole course and I wasn't very good at makeup. Um, what? <laughs> not at that stage. I hated makeup at that stage. I hate makeup now. <laughs> okay, so for those that are listening who don't know um, my background, I actually was a professional makeup artist. <laughs> that's see, what see? I left uni to do. I was really interested in fashion. So that's why I did the course. Okay, to um, tie the two Yeah, together. but I remember on my, um, during my interview for LCF, obviously I had to have some kind of knowledge yeah. or something to do with makeup. And I didn't. I was one of those girls going out at 18 and just like, got some Vaseline on. <laughs> yeah. That is it. <laughs> Maybe I'll put some glitter here with my finger. Yeah, blue mascara. That is it. Yeah. But I remember I always used to do my nails and I used to do like crazy oh, patterns okay. and stuff. So they saw that and thought, okay, yeah. she's got the some The course director flair. literally looked at my nails and he was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, those days were fun. Yeah, it was fun. I sort of look back and I'm like, oh yeah, good times. So at this stage, you have your clients. Yep. You've got your business, you've got your training, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. So for those who are actually thinking of starting up a beauty business, or maybe they are actually working in a salon at the moment, how do you go through that transitional stage and actually get your client because I'm assuming there must be like rules when you're working in a salon you can't just like slip someone your yeah. business card and be like hey come yeah. over here it's gonna be 10 pound cheaper <laughs> how do you yeah. build up a client a client base you know what it's really awkward because the salon I left mm. a lot of the clients did follow me okay. but it wasn't because of that <laughs> <laughs> when I was there like I said I started off as a Saturday girl and I just took, I just take a genuine interest in people. Okay. And I think because 
I don't come across as fake or I don't come across as like, I'm only chatting to you because I want a tip. Yeah. Whereas working in a salon for so many years, I did see that. Like so many oh. girls would give out like sob stories and you would see on the tip envelope, like, oh, I really hope like you managed to find somewhere to live. And oh you think, shit, did she tell the client that she's going through that? Or like they'll talk about wow. like their boyfriend breakups and they, and in my eyes, a, cl you're, a client that comes to you you talk about the client. Yeah. You make it about them. It's special for them. Yeah. You don't talk about yourself. It's like trauma dumping. Yeah. <laughs> free free um, therapy. Yeah. But for the client. Yeah. So they yeah, sort yeah. of use us <laughs> as the therapist. Um, whereas a lot of the girls would do that to the client. Yeah. And there would be so many times that I'd be on reception, they'd go, please don't put me with her again. Oh my God, please don't put me with her again. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then you slowly would build up your own requests. So clients would right. go, oh, I really liked Rosa. Oh, she made me feel comfortable. Oh, she was good at the treatment. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be good at a treatment and still talk and make a client feel comfortable, yeah. but you have to know the boundaries. Yeah. And a lot of the girls that would work there didn't know the boundaries. Right. Or even small things, you know, they would go in and they would smell of like their lunch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or they would go in and just not, not, not look the part, but I mean, you can't yeah, go in and look scruffy. Yeah. You know, the uniform would be creased. Yeah. You know, their toenails weren't painted. Small things that you would expect from a therapist. Mm -hmm. Just those standards weren't being met. Right. So in terms of then me gaining clients, I did keep up with those things. You know, I was professional, but I was personable and I was yeah. relatable and friendly and authentic. Yeah. And I just knew what I kind of needed yeah. to be. And it's not being fake because I do think I am like, <laughs> like like that person, but you just have to know those boundaries yeah, with on a professional scale as well. Like they are paying you for a service. Yeah, absolutely. So then when they kind of caught wind that I was leaving, a lot of them approached me and were like, where are you going? Okay. What are you going to do? And at that time I was going to teach for a lash brand. Ah. So I wasn't even going to set up my own thing straight away. Right. Um, and then off the cusp of that, people were then messaging me. So they would go back to the salon and say, ask the receptionist, can I have Rose's number? Yeah. Some people were that blatant wow. and be like, can I, can I get it? Where is she working? Or they would find me on Facebook, my, oh my, own, my own personal Facebook. They yeah. would literally hunt you down. And just say, <laughs> are you still doing treatments? And then I would think, okay, um, yeah, I can do. Like it wasn't okay. even my goal to really set up so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to get like a different string to my bow through teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and it just really organically started from that. So I didn't do anything sneaky. I didn't yeah. halve the prices. I didn't give out a business card because I didn't have a business <laughs> card to give out. Yeah. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. But I do think it does take that certain type of person. Like you yeah. can't just expect people to want to pay you for a treatment. Yeah. Like you do need to be, like I say, friendly, approachable, relatable, not make it about you, not, I don't know, there's, you know, I've been for treatments before and I'm like, oh yeah, no, not really. <laughs> like, you know, someone's yeah. like over you while you're having a massage, like right. sniffing or coughing or yeah. on their phone. Like there's, you just got to make that time about that person. On their phone. Yeah. You can hear them like, Tapping away. That's so off-putting though. Yeah. And I've even been for treatments in a nice, very, very nice places. And I'm thinking, okay, I would expect a lot more. Yeah. And it is just the small touches, like remembering yeah. people's names when they walk in the door. You're like, oh, hi, Mary. They're yeah. like, oh, cool. She remembers me. You know, you have to remember those things because otherwise people can go anywhere for a treatment. And actually when you say about money, generally, I don't find that people stress about money. Yeah. 
because if they like you and they like the treatment, they will pay Absolutely. What, what you are charging. Yeah. So even if I was 50 pound cheaper, doesn't mean I'm any better or why that doesn't mean that someone yeah. would come to me because I'm cheap. Yeah. If you're still good, they'll still pay the top price. True. So don't undercut for the sake of yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, good. do a special offer, but yeah, don't just think, oh, I'm cheaper, so I'm going to be really busy. Yeah. I'm going to be better than the salon. No, you're not. But that can also be a bit detrimental as well, because imagine like, obviously, I don't know, I saw a top luxury um, price list. Yeah. And then I saw someone who was like 90% cheaper. You're I'm think- not going to go to them because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what corners have yeah. you cut? <laughs> yeah. You are not going near yeah. my face, my eyes. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. You think she's probably not trained. She's probably watched a YouTube video. <laughs> she might not have like legit products. Yeah. Like that's literally what Alibaba you have to be thinking. Products. Yeah. Like Alibaba. Is Lashley. she working in her living room from her house? Which right. is fine if you've got a decent setup. Yeah. But if you're laying on her bed <laughs> in her house. In her and, dirty sheets. And like the husband's out. next door playing PlayStation or whatever. Right. And the baby's screaming. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all relative. Like, people need to know that you have to provide a service. So you're yeah. charging for that. Join our online community at Women Who Rebrand. WomenWhoRebrand.com I love that you share your work on Instagram. Mainly because... I am rubbish, though. No, you're not rubbish. <laughs> okay, you need to start believing in yourself because, do you know what? It's so refreshing seeing video footage but as well as images that haven't been heavily retouched or anything like that. That's my yeah. bug bit. I'm like, why are you retouching images? I want to know what it's going to look like in real but life. But do you know why I don't do that? A, because I think it's fake, but also I don't know how to do anything fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I literally know how to like make the bright, the picture brighter. <laughs> That's about it. Well, it's working I'm for terrible. you. It's working for you. No, because again, in this day and age, I want to see receipts. I yeah, want to see yeah, the outcome. Yeah. And especially like, um, I remember um, the first time I found out about like um, brows. Yeah. So like, um, what's it called? Like semi-permanent brows. Yeah. Um, disclosure here, Rosa did my brows and I'm very happy about them. But I remember I was working with a client and I was just like, right, so you've got no makeup on. Yep, that's great. And she's like, no makeup. And I was like, in my head, I was like, she's plainly got eyeliner on <laughs> yeah. and her brows are done. So I was like, um, so just about your brows and stuff? Yeah. She's like, oh no, these are semi-permanent. And I was floored. I was like- In a good way? Yeah. Oh, okay, no, good. I was well yeah. impressed because again, it was back in the days, I guess- When no one really had it. No, I yeah. never even heard of it. Like it's so common now for most people to have yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. again, back in the day, um, you could see the strokes. It just looked really professional. She had it arched. It was just beautiful. Yeah, nice. And I was like, I had no brows. Yeah. I didn't even overpluck, just they didn't grow alopecia brows, I guess. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get this. And I can't remember her name, but she was one of the main ladies doing brows in Harley Street. And I remember it was so expensive, it was like over a grand. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not gonna mention names. I wonder <laughs> if she's suffering now because so many people do it, yeah. Um, and obviously not for that price, but it, it yeah, it is such an amazing thing but I've gone off on a tangent I just wanted to tell you about the first time I saw brown um <laughs> no but I mean the, from then to now 
like yeah. how much the industry's grown yes. and how normal it is now. Yeah. I always say this to clients. I'm like, having a beauty treatment now isn't a no. treat. It's like, it's actually a necessity. Um, Hello, I'm sitting here with no lashes on. <laughs> I know. And I feel like <laughs> it's like that meme We're where it's a panda. I've got my brows done and your brows look lovely. Thanks. Um, but now going back to marketing, you are really yeah. good. And I love the fact that you share um, your clients. Obviously, you ask for permission yeah. and stuff like that. You're not A lot of them go, please don't show my whole face. And I'm like, <laughs> I never do. I just show your eyes. It's fine. Uh, I know you said you did a bit of um, business mm-hmm. within your training. Yeah. But did you touch upon like marketing and up, um, online marketing? No. So I was thinking about this earlier. Mm. When I finished college... I think it was 2009. Oh, so we're going back to the days where... Yeah, but I, this is how embarrassing it was. Much. I only just joined Facebook. And I remember That's my... embarrassing. No, but my friend oh. was like, you haven't got Facebook? I was like, no. Wait, in 2009? I didn't have Facebook. No, but that's when I start. That's when I. Oh yeah, but my friend was like that as well. Yeah. She's like, so she made me a it? Facebook page. My friend did that, and I was like, okay, what do I do with it? <laughs> so it wasn't really a thing. Like it wasn't a specified no. course. It wasn't anything okay. you could do extra. No one even really took pictures of treatments back then. Wow. No, especially at college, we weren't taught how to take photos. In the salon, we didn't take photos. Yeah. And then I went to uni and I did the business, but it was more the number crunching. It was more how to make a business successful, how to write a treatment menu, how to make like a website. Yeah. It wasn't about how to show off your work. Or even market your work, market your business. Yeah. And then I even joined Instagram and I never used it. I actually have two Instagrams. Okay. And one, I don't even, I've never logged into it. (laughs) And embarrassingly, the, the the picture that is on my Instagram is me and my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Wait, have you lost the password? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't even know how to get into it. There's no pictures on it. It's so embarrassing. Oh, no. So then when I set up by myself, I thought, I need Instagram. Like, I'm yeah. so behind, like, with, you know, the world. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, what's your Instagram page? What's your Instagram? And I was like, mm, I don't have one. So was this, like, just... During COVID that you set it up? Probably just before. Wow. Yeah. Rosa, and my so sister much. made me do it. Jess was like, <laughs> we can do it together. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I remember going on holiday and she was like, I'll run it whilst you're on holiday. I was like, okay, fine. And then she just kept taking really rubbish pictures. <laughs> and I was like, nah. you deleted those. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just really bad with it. And no, also, you're not. Stop I, saying that. Do you know why? Because there's so many small businesses that are actually bad and don't even try. Okay, yeah, but I you, do try. Yeah, and you, you've you done something that works for you. You're yeah. literally showing what you can do. You're showing yeah. the different clients that you've got and yeah. it's all good results. So keep it up, number one. Thanks. I was just intrigued to know like... No, I've had no lessons, yeah. no training. I, so I mean, wonder if they do that now. They must. I would hope so because yeah. it's really. I think it is really, really important now if you're starting from nothing. Yeah. Because I even find myself thinking, oh, is there a lash girl local to me? Yeah. And then I try and search and then I look at her pictures. So I, right. I do use it to find other technicians. Yeah. But then I'm the same as you. I look at work and I'm like, why is that so heavily filtered? Yeah. Like that's not real. Yeah. And I have had that in the past where a client has shown me a picture. Oh, back to that. Yeah. And she's like, that. I want lashes like this. And I'm like, that's about four sets of strip lashes. <laughs> that's not a set of Russians or classics. <laughs> And then that's what I'm up against all the time. Right. People bringing in pictures going, 
yeah, I want those eyebrows. And like you say, they could be semi-permanent and she's come in for a brow yeah. shape and tint. Oh, okay. Like there's so many unrealistic expectations yeah. because of social media. Yeah. So I would say only about 30, 40% of my client base is from social media. Wow. The rest of it is from word of mouth, word of mouth. or from the salon yeah. and just recommendations. But that's still good in terms of, that's still good number crunching. Like if people have found you online, then like you said, that's 30 to 40% of your business. You can't just rely on one thing over the other. And if you've got both, then you're winning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do hope that there's um, social media courses within these. Or even how to take a photo. So when we're doing. um... Some people can't take photos and it really aggravates me. So I'm like, how can you not know how to (laughs) take a photo? Yeah. You literally see what you're taking a picture or of. Or what you see people post and you're like, do you think that that looks good? <laughs> like, but it's like, imagine I did a set of eyelashes and I just showed you the eye closed. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't sell it to me. Yeah, yeah, So it's yeah, small yeah, things like yeah. that where you think, okay, would you, would you book in for that treatment off of that picture? And if you wouldn't, then you know not to post a picture like that. Yeah. So I think as well, true. people can learn off of other people's social media accounts. Yeah. Yeah. See what works for them. See like, what works. Not yeah. necessarily copying, but. No, see what yeah. you think looks nice and yeah. you think, oh, okay, yeah, I would buy that. And put your personal stuff on it. And put your own it. touch on it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So is your job as glamorous as it sounds because I'm thinking no. if I had my cute little business my little beauty business which I am um, I actually have like a, a business plan somewhere that I wrote yeah. in college starting yeah, up my yeah, own yeah, beauty yeah. brand so I'm like yeah one day I'll take that to the bank get my um money alone yeah um yeah I would totally think of the aesthetics it'd probably be really really over the top cost too much to build and paint and then yeah um, but yeah, is it as glamorous as it sounds? No, no. <laughs> don't get me wrong. To that. It's cute. It is when you're in your own space and you mm-hmm. can put your own touches and your own flair. Like that is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. But just for some little snippets of what I've experienced. Oh no. Like I've had a human's going to be humaning. Yeah. <laughs> like a toenail clipping has like pinged down my top before. During a pedicure. Okay. I hope that wasn't me. No. Okay. Or like you're doing a facial and someone's spot like pops. Oh, erupts. And it goes on your face. Oh no, Rosa. A hundred percent. That's a true story. One time a woman's, I was doing extractions on her face and it literally. Sorry, wait. Rewind. Extractions. Yeah. So picking of spots. You can get someone to do that. Yeah. I do that in facials. Why do you do that? Is that what you To get rid of like blackheads. Oh. Like blackheads and stuff, oh, you can, yeah. And, right but way. if it's quite built up, it can come oh out quite aggressively. And one has gone onto my wall, my freshly painted wall. Okay, but more importantly, your face. Yeah, too. one went on my face. Yeah, so no, that's not glamorous. Also, you don't get to have a nice <laughs> long lunch break because no one's yeah. paying you to sit and eat. Yeah. You oh, don't true. go to the toilet because you're back to back with clients. Sometimes you're sat uncomfortably in a chair because your client's lovely and cozy and asleep on the bed. Right. And instead of waking them up, <laughs> you'd rather like <laughs> crook your back and have dodgy knees and ankles and wrists wow. and stuff. So yeah, no, it isn't. It isn't glamorous, but we do it because we obviously love it. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to love it if you've <laughs> yeah. got like pimples and... Toenail clipping is collecting in oh, my bra, yeah. 
I don't think I could do it. Yeah, there's certain, do you know what everyone says to me, oh, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? And I'm like, I don't, it doesn't even gross me out anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen a lot. Totally desensitized. A lot, yeah, I'm really desensitized to it. So I know you pra- you specialize in brows yeah. and lashes, but you do do other treatments. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do, I don't do massage because that was the one thing I was really glad to not have to do. Oh, did you just not enjoy it or? Not really. Just I just found it a bit boring because yeah. I, I really like um, treatments where I can see like an instant result. I was going to say that. Yeah. That's what I like about makeup, like yeah. the transformation yeah, yeah, and yeah. seeing something. Yeah. But if you're just massaging, it's like, well. Yeah, I didn't find any satisfaction in it. And yeah. someone would come in like really moaning and groaning about their back pain. And I just genuinely didn't care. <laughs> I just didn't find like that passion in me to be like, yeah, yeah I really want to get your knots out. I was just like, same, like my back hurts. <laughs> yeah, do you want to give me a massage? Yeah. And like we used to get big men in, like rugby uh, players. And I just would be like, Ugh, Yeah, because you're tiny. How are you actually getting around? And I have really small hands. Yeah. So doing a massage on a man, it would take me like twice as long than somebody else. Gosh. So, so I read somewhere that 38% of Brits said they don't spend money on beauty treatments and products. That's that's 38%. Okay. Yeah. 33% spent one, one pound. Mm. To fifteen pounds a month, so that's like twelve to one hundred and eighty pound a year. I've got this written down. I'm not good okay. at maths. That's not a lot, um, is it? No. Three um, percent spend fifty to a hundred pounds. To me, that kind of sounds like the, mo- the most average. Yeah, one, yeah, average. But it's only three percent, and one percent spend over a hundred pound. Where was this in the UK? In the UK, British people. I'm really surprised at so that. So am I. I don't know if it's because I live in Essex and I'm like, well, everyone goes to beauty salons. Everyone does but- here. But 1%, 1% only spend over £100. And I don't know if I'm sounding really like... Is that treatments or products, makeup, everything? It's everything. So everything. I don't think that that's correct. I know, because, like, okay, if I get my nails done, well, that's That's like like 25 quid already. Well, that's in Essex. Near me, it's more expensive. Forgot about that. So so say if you were having a gel manicure in Surrey or London, you're, you're looking at 35, 40. Yeah. You are. And most people go back every, what, two to three yeah, weeks? Two weeks. I go back yeah. every, well, maybe I'm going back every two weeks because it's yeah. a bit cheaper. Unless I've just done the maths wrong. But yeah, even if you're getting um, makeup, like a bottle of Fenty is like 30 yeah. quid. I know I'm buying that monthly. I have clients who come to me religiously every single three weeks and the oh, minimum yeah. cost of that treatment is £25. Yeah. Min- minimum. So maybe just, so I don't maybe we're the small percentage, but just don't realise yeah, because one percent. <laughs> I mean, although saying that, do you know what? Maybe I am the one percent because I'm thinking about my friends and I'm like, they don't have nails. No, <laughs> they don't have lashes and they don't have nails. Yeah, but hair hair's probably included in that. No, well they're all natural. So then mm. I'm like. Maybe I, don't know. I am the one percent. All of my friends have treatments, and and we're not even like overly glamorous. No, like, it's, it's like, like basic norm, leg wax. Right? That's just normal. Leg wax. It's normal. Yeah, that's not even a treat. That's like I have no, to have that. True. God, I need. Yeah, I don't think that that's right. Well, do you know what? There's loads of people that don't actually like stats because it's like, well, where did, who did they ask? Yeah, 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 did yeah, they yeah, ask yeah, yeah. five people? Who don't ever go out. Yeah. <laughs> who live in their house since yeah. COVID. Yeah. Maybe that was during COVID. 
maybe well <laughs> I was gonna say even during COVID I managed to get my lashes done <laughs> but that's because I knew you and they were in our bubble so that worked out really we well we just kind of moved in yeah that was fun that was fun <laughs> so um what's been your biggest challenge in terms of starting up a business getting everything together I know you mentioned the fact that you know you quit your job like the yeah. day before lockdown and stuff I would say my biggest challenge is I never say no to anybody. Oh, Rosa. I'm so bad for it. So you're bad yeah. at saying no to people. Yeah. So when I was oh. teaching and working freelance, trying to build up the home-based clients, mm-hmm. people would go, yeah, can I um, have a manicure, pedicure, leg wax, and a lash tint at eight o'clock at night? <gasps> and I'd go, yeah, sure. Oh, no, Rosa. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> and honest to God, even Jed at one point was like, I never see you. And I had a really, really bad like homework life balance. Right. I had like no home life and I wouldn't have dinner and I wouldn't get oh, home yeah. till like 11 o'clock at night. And I just really struggled with saying no, because I thought this is what I need to do. I need to make money and I need to make my clients happy. Mm-hmm. And I look back at that and I'm like, oh my God, why were you killing yourself at making other people happy? When if they were so desperate to have the treatment, they would have had it at a time that was more convenient for me. Absolutely. And I would drive to places that were kind of out of my area and I would pay loads of petrol and parking. And just because I thought that in a way I was like, oh, they want me to do it. Like I took it yeah. as a compliment. Yeah. Then in the end, I thought actually they're sort of just taking the piss. Yeah. Like I'm being too nice. Yeah. And people would say to me, oh, you're charging more for that. And I'd go, no. And then I'd think, why am I not? Like, yeah. what am I doing here? And then the biggest challenge was then saying no, because then people still expected that from me. And especially now I have a baby and they're like, what, you don't want to work past eight o'clock at night? And I'm Who like, does? <laughs> right. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't even want to work on the weekends. Right, right, But people now were really struggling to kind of get on top with my boundaries. Yeah. Because I didn't have any. Yeah. (laughs) At the beginning, I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'll even sleep over. Like, I didn't care. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So boundaries are Yeah, that's been my biggest, biggest challenge is literally saying no. And saying, I only work Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, whatever it is. Even now I'm like, is that okay? (laughs) But you're obviously, I want you to take that personality test because you're obviously going to come out as the helper. The fact that you love doing things for people and love seeing the outcome and making people happy. And that is really difficult. The word no is so difficult to so many. And I struggled that as well when I was doing makeup and like, Take, I didn't drive. So taking my whole kit and I had everything and everything in there as well. Yeah. So I had a massive suitcase. And people don't care. That's what no. I realised yeah. is actually they only care when they want you for something. Yeah. They're, that's when they're being nice to you. But then when you do say no, they're like, sorry, yeah. what? It's that friend, that friendship kind of um, And this industry, element. Yeah. you do become friends with people. Yeah. Because people do tell you a lot of things and they yeah. trust you and it's a really like intimate personal thing that you do and then when you do say actually no that isn't good for me it doesn't work for me they're like I'm sorry no that's not that's not fair on me Um, and you're like actually no I don't have a life I don't see my husband I don't see my family yeah so definitely start with boundaries yeah Yeah. start start with it yeah (laughs) you have to because otherwise 
I've learned the hard way. Yeah. People will take the piss. If people know they can take the piss, they're going to take the piss. 100% they will. They're going to try and do whatever, even if they yeah. love you. Yeah. They'll probably do it even more if they know you and stuff. That, do you know what? Yeah. I have a select <laughs> few clients who, yeah, they think we're like besties and they <sighs> take the absolute piss. Mm. Yeah. Right. So before we wrap up and go, um, what advice... Well, do you know what? I think you've answered that. What advice would you give to someone who is thinking about starting their own beauty business? Have boundaries. Have boundaries. <laughs> and also find something that you really, really love to do. Right. So don't try and be like a jack of all trades. Don't okay. try and offer everything. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can be good at everything, but you can't be amazing at everything. Right. So specialize. Definitely try and find something that you can specialize in and make that your niche and make mm. that or people go, oh my God, go to Sarita because she's amazing at makeup. Oh, she's amazing at like eyeshadow or this. Yeah. People will say, oh my God, go to Rosa because she's great at eyebrows. Yeah. And like so yeah. many people that I get recommended to are just off of an eyebrow shape. Wow. Because, and like literally so many people will, you know, I've got a client who's um, a gym instructor. Yeah. They see her in a spin class and they're like, wow, who does your eyebrows? And just from this one woman, I've got like seven new clients. Wow. So it's so important. And like you think an eyebrow shape is only like 12, 15 pounds. But it's like, yeah, then they go, oh, what else do you yeah. do? Yeah. Oh, what else do you do? And then once they get to know you and know, okay, she smashes that one treatment. She must be good at, you know, some other things. Then you yeah. will start to build up your diaries. Then you build up earning more money. And then you just get a bit more confident in starting your own little business amazing you have been absolutely amazing thank you so much rosa i feel like i want to dust off that um business plan and start a, let's a go into business. business but i am gonna have to be that um one boss that you had that actually didn't do no anything yeah. yeah and you know what's even funny she still has her salon and she's doing really well yeah. yeah i'd love to have a salon i just don't want to work there no I'll she just, doesn't i'll just do the whole thing of looking cute yeah popping in having yeah. a coffee chatting yeah. yeah i want them to be trauma dumping on yeah. clients your clients <laughs> So I just avoid when I come in. So where can our lovely audience find you if they want to either book a treatment or follow you, get some tips on your social media yeah. or even book a training course? Yeah, please do. So my Instagram and Facebook are the same. Um, and it's innerblink.byrosa. So you can follow me, message me, have a look at my beautiful unedited pictures. <laughs> um, and yeah, training courses um, are Eyelash Hero. Okay. So they're on Instagram as well. Uh, based in London so yeah. and have you got a website or anything if they wanted to if they lived in Surrey I do it's like in construction okay okay yes All I'm right. having a slight change of certain things oh a rebrand yes so yeah no Instagram um, and Facebook yeah fantastic and, um, I try to be as active as possible Lovely. but yeah be busy all these creative people that um, are on Instagram all the time I'm like yeah. well you don't obviously get paid outside <laughs> yeah. of this 